Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of The Followers. This is episode 28, if uh, I'm correct. And this week we are going to uh, chat with you about some uh, food prep hacks that we uh, use ourselves and that we coach to uh, clients and athletes that we work with. So some simple, um, I suppose, practical uh, things to keep in mind when it comes to your food prep, your shopping, your um, cooking and, and so forth each week. So uh, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. Where, uh, where would be a good area to start? Maybe uh, our initial point, actually purchasing the food. <laughs> I suppose this is good a good a spot to get going on. Um, I suppose for, for me, if you don't mind me uh, rolling for a little bit, I can see Shane's eyes uh, rolling back, here he goes. But <laughs> I, one of the uh, most overlooked Thing when it comes to our uh, food shopping, so our preparation, uh, you know, get, get, getting our hands on our food is so simple. It's, it's something uh, that, uh, as I said, often does get overlooked and just uh, can make such a huge difference to what makes it into our house. It's a shopping list. So actually taking a few minutes before you go out to go for your food shopping, whether it's that you you shop uh, once a week or, you know, maybe twice a week, whatever it is, actually going with a plan in place, knowing, having some idea of what you hope to cook and uh, uh, just kind of maybe using that list to try and give yourself the structure that is going to help you provide, uh, you know, or in, ensure that you only get the things that are there uh, that you're looking to have as part of your, your intake for the week. Uh, so yeah, it's just something that I, I do notice in a lot of clients that something that simple. It can be just on your phone where you get the nice little, uh, you know, box to tick next to everything that you pick up. Uh, it can be something just as simple as that often gets overlooked. How about you guys? Yeah, it's kind of, it's completely overlooked and it's, I always try to explain it. Like if you, you can have the best S&C plan in the world, you've kind of built up right, this is going to be the year I'm really going to excel on the football pitch, but you've never bothered to register with a team. So then the season comes around, you can't play. So it's the same as if you have all your good intentions, you've laid out all your recipes for the week, and then you go to the cupboard, there's no food there, or all that's all in the fridge is milk. And you're like, right, well, I can't make it now, I'll get a takeaway. So just without that, it doesn't even take that long. Like if you take maybe an hour to just plan out even five days dinners, like that'll make such a big difference compared to just going to the supermarket and picking up the first things you see. It's the other thing I'd say is never go to the supermarket when you're hungry, because it just kind of clouds your judgment and it's just like, ooh, I'd like to eat that now. And then all you end up is like, a, um, a trolley full of like snacks that would be suit you at that very moment but aren't going to work around the rest of the week so just taking that extra time to just plan out and make a list makes the world a difference i think going for a food shop is it's just one of those behaviors that gets you in the habit of being more in control of your diet and what you eat and showing an element of planning forward that when you start working with someone who wants to change up their diet or change up what they're eating or whatever like that and say, oh, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with it all. So they would see themselves as having a nutrition problem. And generally, if you have a nutrition problem, what's first of all leading to that is a cooking problem. And say, oh no, I'm okay, I'm able to cook. Okay, then we have a food sourcing issue and you don't have the right foods there in your house. And like, one of the first things that I ask people working is, okay, when do you do your food shop? What do you mean? Like, when do you do your food shop? And some people like, who have some good stuff in place, like Monday, straight after work, I just, get straight to Aldi or Lidl or wherever it is I'm not sponsored by anyone so <laughs> but uh, they're like that's when I go <laughs> to be decided and even one of the big things I really push is you need to try and become absolute best friends with your local butcher because they'll give you their best cuts of meat they'll tell you when there's little deals on as they're trying to get friendlier with you I often find okay here's my my main shop we'll go through that there in a minute we're like oh here's just a little tray of this chicken I'm, I'm trying out with this new sauce on bring it home and have a taste of it and stuff and little things like that make you want to keep going back to them but also just opens up your mind to the kind of like new flavors and new recipes suggestions all like that you were saying there damien about what day you do we've started going twice a week you saw us go monday and by like sunday there's nothing left in the house and it's when you're way more likely to actually go and get a takeaway or something like that so I found going, doing your bigger one Monday and then a mini one Saturday, but with a decent shot of meat there as well. I found it makes so much easier Sunday evening. Like you're looking forward to like something you bought the day before that's in some way kind of treaty, like some breaded chicken fillets from the butcher or maybe a nice steak or like that. 
but also makes it so much easier to do a bulk cook Sunday evening for the next few days. So you're hitting the ground running Monday and Tuesday and then you can have a bit more flexibility as the week goes on. Whereas just doing a shop on a Monday, by Sunday you're like, oh, there's nothing here. I need to go out for lunch. I need to go out for breakfast. I need to go like get a takeaway for dinner, whatever it might be. Whereas having all that ready for Monday, just you just roll straight into the week. You've momentum built up and you're flying it. Mm-hmm. And that, that helps massively then for... I suppose like we, we do talk to people about just that routine to your diet, to your eating. <clears throat> the moment there's any kind of stumbling block put in there, and that could just be as simple as you've, you know, it might be that you, you've, you've bought a lot on Monday, and you're getting there th- towards, you know, your Friday or Saturday, and you're just looking around, you're like, there's nothing here. And that's when, you know, not, and not to demonize, you know, eating out or anything, but if you're trying to work to, you know, uh, to a program, you're trying to, uh, you know, to maintain your your practices long term all uh, often it is just one little stumbling block can you know in your preparation and in your 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 planning can can make it that good a good degree tougher to 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 maintain so it is just down to a routine and that that's how i suppose a lot of our our training a lot of our diet you know it it does come down to your routine building and the structure that you 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 put on that and the same thing goes for as we mentioned here just that actually going out and have making sure that you have the stuff in your house uh to go and even that routine transfers over to your actual shopping you'll find over time you, you buy more or less like it's important the first few times you're going doing it or if there's any little changes or stuff you might be planning for you need your list I never have a list anymore because I'm buying the same stuff anyway. I actually, I could close my eyes and do the food shop because I know where everything is. I'm just picking it up. Just need to open every now and again to be a little bit more copped on to, to use by dates because I'm not great for checking them. And like, just to start it off and be like, what are the stuff we buy? Into the butchers every week, I'm getting 10 chicken fillets. I'm getting either four burgers and a pound of mince and four, or, or sorry, beef burgers and four turkey burgers or 10 chicken fillets, four turkey burgers and two pounds of mince depending on whatever plan for that particular week. And that's for two of us here. But they're kind of the basis that I get every single week. And then when I go to the supermarket, I try and alternate between some salmon darns, some cod fillets, or some hake fillets. Just throw them around every week. And they're my kind of my meat or fish main sources. And all your meals are kind of built around those then. Yeah, and actually just to, <clears throat> for anyone uh, who maybe doesn't consume meat, uh, any vegetarians, or if you're uh, vegan or something like that, look, the, the same principles still apply. Just because we're um, we're, we're uh, talking about you know meat, uh, poultry, and all this, that the um, the same structures and planning still applies. Um, you know, picking up your your lentils, you're having a good variety of different beans uh, available. Uh, you know, uh, focusing on your your tempeh, your tofu, uh, things like like these, having a good selection selection of different nuts seeds uh, in, in your home this is is so so important because this is going to make up the the bulk of your your protein obviously enough like we were uh, speaking about there uh, which is going to result in you feeling full what are you buying when you go to the butchers or when you go to the, the supermarket to get your stuff for your what are your big meats that you always make sure you have so mine would be uh, chicken chicken breasts uh, and salmon darns they're 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 the the two that i kind of balance my week around um I find I'm, uh, I, I, I get the most enjoyment out of <clears throat> maybe <clears throat> meals that I uh, make with, uh, with chicken. So uh, they're my big go-tos and I try to have you know, my, my oily fish in there twice in the week. Sometimes it, it'll get in there a third time. Uh, but they're they're the big things that uh, that I go for. Um, outside of that, then maybe once every two weeks, I might make myself uh, you know a lasagna or a shepherd's pie, which I might lean towards my my lean uh, my lean uh, mince as well, which is something that is possibly a good thing to keep in mind too when you are going for your your food shops, especially if you're going to the likes of Little and Aldi. I haven't seen it as as clearly in in maybe uh, the other uh, stores, but Little and Aldi, they, they have like 4% lean uh, mints inside there, which is fantastic. And it, it, it's a great option there for, uh, for adding in a little bit of red meat into, into your diet. Yeah, my butcher does the 4% mints and makes burgers out of that then as well. And it's like three euro or two fifty for four burgers. It's ideal. Shane, what are your go-to butcher's buys? I kind of be the same. I build it mostly around salmon darns and chicken fillets. And then I also always make sure that I have chorizo on hand as well, just because I feel like an, a little bit goes an awful long way and it's such a big flavor. So I always like to have that just because it, it changes up the pro- flavor profile a bit. 
So that will be my always on hands. And then I kind of rotate through mints and steak. Maybe kind of every fortnight or so I'd have it. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a general staple. Like it's always chicken and salmon would be the main protein sources that are always there. I didn't really have a chicken meal and a, a beef meal every day. One of each. Have one for lunch and one for dinner or vice versa. Kind of rotate between two of them. Actually not great for fish. You kind of make me feel bad here now. I don't eat enough of it. Actually, one thing that uh, just to touch on that you, you mentioned there, Shane, was uh, in, enjoyment. Uh, you know, that you, you keep in some uh, chorizo there just to, you know, because the flavour, the taste profile. This is something, I suppose, it, it well, maybe something that I've just been, uh, it's just been my career has brought me into contact with a lot of people who just don't necessarily enjoy what they eat. And it, it just feels like a chore. Um, it, expressing yourself with your meals is something you should take take a little bit of pride in. If like we eat every day so if the way that or the the, the manner in which you're dieting or the the way in which you're going about you know organizing your meals each each day or each week if it's a struggle you know if it's something you have to really motivate yourself to do that that's going to be a very short uh term thing that that's not going to last too long for you and it's going to result in you maybe uh moving um, um more or further away from your own targets or goals so it's it's incredibly important i know Murph, you've spoken about this uh, quite a bit before but just on like even a spice cabinet you know take a little bit of uh, time to to fill that up you know with with a, an array of different flavors and, and and spices and putting them to use even if you don't uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go off and get a recipe book just trialing things out uh, giving things a go and uh, learning a little bit more about your palate and what you enjoy eating but certainly you know your meals should be something that you enjoy eating. Even if, say, like you had chicken for your lunch and dinner uh, for five days in a row, each and every one of those meals could be completely different to the previous. And it is worth keeping that in mind that you know you're you have full control over that flavour, and it's something you should uh, should put a bit of time and enjoyment into. So again, that kind of comes into you know your your food shopping and uh, and that just thinking about that. Don't just glide on by those uh, those big kind of stalls that are there for for spices they're they're fantastic yeah it's important to say like everyone here has said they base we base our things around a similar style of kind of food so everything's based around chicken and salmon to an extent we probably completely different meals every day like and i definitely like if i have a chicken meal on monday the chicken chicken meal on tuesday is not the same thing at all like just because it's still based on chicken doesn't mean it has to be the exact same food now that we've looked at some of the proteins from the butchers when we go to like your traditional supermarket shop what are some of the protein sources might pick up there i know the main ones i look at are 20 pack of eggs bacon medallions two to three packs and zero uh, percent greek yogurt so i'll get two of the big tubs oh the, the fill with the big beard and long hair in the front of it what's that type you <laughs> no the, oh, skier <laughs> skier that lad there he looks i think it's from iceland so two big tubs of that for making porridge and then i get some of the small flavor tubs so vanilla chocolate uh strawberry for like a snack i actually find a real nice snack after dinner um and they're kind of my main protein sources that way otherwise like if you're on a budget cans of tuna um they're kind of going to be your main go-tos there. What are you picking up? It's a variety for me anyway. It's uh, it, <clears throat> eggs. Are, yeah, are, will be a staple. Um, they're they they're one of the first things I'll pick up. Um, tins of tuna. I'll have them in there as well. Uh, I might only kind of I, I do kind of keep them more for a snack than than anything else, or maybe the odd lunch in there. But I, I find them very handy for for snacking. Um, Greek yogurt, uh, 0% fat Greek yogurt, is a, a, a constant that would be almost daily in my, in my breakfast. Um, uh, it, it's the staple there for me. Um, it's also a great little snack as well, like you mentioned. Like, uh, I, I think just as we stepped on here today, uh, just before we recorded, I was having uh, a, you know, a, a Greek yogurt uh, little pot with some granola thrown in on top. So like, it's, it's a very handy, quick one to do. It takes no prep. It's just you know spoon it out and there you go and other than that then i would have a good mix of as i said or like your your black beans kidney beans i'll have your red and green lentils uh there uh, uh, for use in most different meals um chickpeas as well are fantastic uh protein source there that they these generally pop into maybe three four different meals for me per week um so yeah they, they they're my go-to's uh when i'm or looking at my protein 
Shane, what are you picking up other than the traditional butcher's meat shop? First of all, I'm actually not friends with my butcher. I get all of my things in the supermarket. Damo, I'm assuming you're the same and John's just kind of unique in the fact that his best friend's a butcher. <laughs> similar, similar. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> once, once I got that clarified and everyone's not friends with their butcher. Although if there is any butchers out there who would like to sponsor the podcast or befriend me, I'm more than happy to. <laughs> Touching true. So you've kind of covered them all already. My main source, eggs would be a big one. Greek yogurt again. I'll always tend to have berries on hand as well, just not even as a protein source, but just to spice up existing protein sources that are there. And the same with oats. So oats would be a thing that I combine with some sort of a protein source a lot of the time as well. So they'd be kind of one of the first things I'd pick up. And then I always have a whey protein on hand as well, just not because it's in any way magical or anything like that. I just find convenience-wise, it fits into my lifestyle and I like it as a protein source. That's always there on hand for me. Yeah, I'm similar then with a few other things you're picking up. Big 1kg bag of porridge. I'll usually try to get some frozen berries, frozen fruit, and a, sal- a couple of salad bowls and mixed peppers. And like most of my diet just kind of rotates around all those then. When it comes to some of the carbohydrate sources, the big bag of porridge is brilliant. Some rice. I think getting like spending that extra euro on the deluxe rice makes such a difference particularly when you're like cooking a lot of it together and keeping it stored away or else using the microwave rice like I that is swear by microwave is, rice. it's so handy it's so much better than like it'll take the same amount of time or probably less in terms of effort as well to prepare than pot noodles or something and it's so much better for you and it's going to be way more filling as well it's almost so much nicer than like day old rice like if you bulk make rice then when you have it the next day I'd much rather have a, a fresh microwave bag than like leftover reheated rice. It's absolutely brilliant for making egg fried rice as well. Like just like break it up like whatever way you I don't know, have it not stuck together. Heat it slightly, a little bit of soy sauce, then just as it gets warm, crack the egg in and stir it all together. It's so nice, and you don't feel bad like compared to the egg fried rice you get from the Chinese rant then as well. Yeah, no, that that look the rice things like that they're all fantastic. I suppose to add into um, on top of your oats rice, so, uh, I, I always tend to have a packet of uh, wraps in uh, that I pick up. They're just so quick uh, to throw something together, or even if I'm say if I'm stuck for uh, an idea for something to make for dinner, just you know heading towards the end of the week, I find that they're brilliant for making um, you know homemade pizza. And I know, Murph, you did something recently with those. And I have a few stories up on my, uh, my own Instagram as well of them. But they're so handy. We made one here last night, you know, 15 minutes. Uh, if, if you, and it's something that I do talk with about some of my clients who like to go out to get um, things like go up for a pizza or get, get a takeaway or something like that and that they might slip into midweek. I'm like, this is such a small, simple thing to, um, to, to kind of plan for. When, when you're doing your shopping and you've it done just as quick uh, as you would you know get a takeaway and they're just as nice there so it's I find that can be very handy and wraps they're just they're just so versatile there like that you'd use wraps a bit for breakfast burritos and stuff as well wouldn't you I'd also kind of usually I don't know I think you're the same kind of mirror I'd always usually have a sourdough kind of bread kind of on on hand as well just because my well, main reason was because I worked beside bread 41 and got to know the owner see i didn't i don't know my butcher but i definitely know my baker so i have owens on hand he bribed me with croissants and now i can't live without my sourdough from bread 41 to shout out to them but yeah and again it's it's like four ingredients like people get into their head the bread is just this emulsification of everything that was found under someone's couch and then just put into a machine and came out as a big white loaf whereas like bread if you get a proper a proper loaf of bread it's maybe three four ingredients and it's just again it's for simplicity purpose like there's nothing really easier than a sandwich or a bit of toast or something and it kind of it fills a snacking void it can fill a full meal void it's just so versatile and it's kind of demonized for all the wrong reasons really it, the malted sourdough in Aldi that's my go-to for breakfast at the minute so two slices of that toasted uh, four bacon medallions two on each and a poached egg on top of the two of them it's, oh, it's so nice and it's just so simple I know I'm having that for breakfast every day I'm getting what, about 24 28 grams of protein there and it's still nice and filling and you're looking forward to it and it's cooked in what, 8 minutes I think when it comes to doing like so what I always find handy particularly doing with the, the larger shop from the butchers is to do some elements of bulk cooking Two of my main go-tos would be a beef chilli, so two pounds of mince with loads of hot sauce, chilli powder, the, the sprinkle on chilli seasoning, and then that and a, bit, and a can of chopped tomatoes, about 250 grams of rice. Cook all that up together. 
you'd have the whole thing cooked and spread into five lunch boxes or four depending on the size of your appetite in 20 minutes no problem at all and for five portions there you're talking about 450 calories and up near around the 30 gram mark for protein as well and you have that then over the next few days you can have it for the next three put two in the freezer i've no issue with eating the same thing for lunch and dinner although i know most sane people will be like what's wrong with you but uh, that's one of my main go-tos the other one i find unbelievably handy is the cook in the bag chicken so as the maggie so juicy one there's probably a few own brands as well but put six fillets into the bag sprinkle the powder on put that into the oven and you have six fillets there cooked away you can shred them with two forks and to pull the part chicken or you could probably do similar for pork um or keep them fill keep them full fillets and spread them across a number of lunch boxes putting some frozen veg or unfrozen veg into those then as well and you have a few meals ready to go over the next few days they'd be i kind of alternate every second sunday from the beef dish to the chicken dish and back again just keep some bit of variety there and then swap whatever i'm having for dinner that evening so if i have chicken for the first couple of days a week i'll have beef for dinner that evening and swap it then the following week for, for me there with uh with just kind of bulk cooking i've i i tend to not really have um I, I wouldn't really have the same thing for lunch and, and then the same thing for dinner, but it's the other way around. Just whatever I make for dinner there, often I, I make a large enough portion that it's it's there for the next day. And like a bit like what you mentioned earlier, Shane, that like even if you're having like chicken two days in a row, they're two completely different meals. So it could be like, I could have like five, six meals in a row that are based around chicken, but like that could be five or six different meals, but it, it could be just, it could be three, you know, where I just make a big enough portion there that it'll, it's just left sitting there uh, until the, the next day and I'm good to go again, which often for me, the middle of the day is the, the big uh, stickler on time, which is often the case for, for a lot of people with work and uh, different commitments that you might have a little bit more room to, wiggle room there to, to, to cook and prep uh, in, in the evening, especially if you do find that you get sick of meals quite quickly, that it's just not something you're able to kind of look at, you know, having the same meal three, four times in, in, in a row. I think that's one, if you were to take one thing from today, it would be when you're cooking, try and cook for two to three portions worth of stuff. So if you're there Monday evening and you're chopping chicken and putting it into the wok to have with a stir fry, before you add the veg, chop enough chicken for at least two meals and cook it up then as the chicken is cooked take out half and leave it in the lunchbox and it's there ready to go into a wrap the next day so it's still a completely different meal than a stir fry there's a reasonably similar flavor but you can change it up with whatever sauce you're using but the level of preparation required for lunch the next day is you know, gone down by three quarters and just makes it so much easier to have decent food there that's cooked well and the extra time added to when you're preparing it is what like a minute very kind of focusing on the protein uh, side of things there at the moment one, one thing that you just touched on a second ago Murph was um, you know whether you frozen or fresh veg and often what I would come across is people like you know, will buy their fresh veg and avoid frozen because they perceive it to be less nutritious than your your, your fresh and often what might happen with that then is that they, you might buy a lot of uh, fresh veg and then by the time you actually get around to using it it might be you know it might be starting to turn a little bit and you just you've kind of you haven't eaten it quick enough so just to be clear frozen veg is picked when it's ripe it's frozen right away so it's just as nutritious and it can be very handy there for you know bulking out your meals and making sure that you're getting along uh towards your five uh you know portions or servings of fruit and veg each day so like uh, uh, there's no need to avoid frozen there it can be fantastic it just take it home, stock up your, your, your freezer with it, and it's there to go, and it can be used in pretty much any meal. Uh, so that's the other thing, when you might be looking at whatever meals you like to make, there's always room to add in more veg, and that's something that it really should be kind of kept in mind when no matter what you're making, uh, there's, there's always room to add in any kind of veg into it. Yeah, if anything, the frozen veg is probably more nutritious, because I suppose from whence second it's picked it kind of begins to rot or begins to go bad in some degree whereas at least if it's frozen that's just stopped so it's it's as nutritious as it was at the point of picking to be fair there's a nice variety in terms of frozen veg packs or mixtures that you can get like you can go your your skinny carrots sweet corn and peas version you can go to broccoli and cauliflower version or you can go to some of the more asian or oriental stir fry mixes so there's a nice variety there too and since you just tear the bag and 
pours into whatever it is you're going cooking with. Yeah, it's probably that. That's probably a decent little hack there for for people to take away from today too. Just when we do know that fruit and veg intake is quite low um, in in a lot of uh, a, a lot of different settings, so it is just something to keep in mind that that's that's not something you need to worry about. Just go after the frozen if you find that you just don't know what to do with fresh veg or you don't know you know how quick you've to eat it or anything like that. There's no nothing wrong whatsoever with with having uh, a good bit of frozen in there. I have found that peppers don't freeze well. Or buying frozen peppers, I, I don't think they come out near as well. I do prefer the fresh version there and chop them up. Sometimes they're mixed in to stir fry mixes and they don't look so good. But like if, if I if I want two days worth, I like I'll chop them all up and I'll split it in half. Half in the lunchbox, just throw them with something tomorrow because they cook so quick anyway. Even if your chicken is already cooked, and and have the other with dinner there now. Most others do really well when they're frozen, but no, I don't find peppers so much. Another thing I find really handy for adding extra veg to meals is the, the salad bowls already put together on. So they do a massive one. It's actually called a party salad, which I find quite funny, um, in Tesco. <laughs> and then you just have your standard salad bowls in Little Naldi. Your so less you fun can, salad bowls. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not the same kind of party. So what I find really good there to bulk up a meal, particularly on dates where you're not particularly active, is I will be having a bowl so of chicken and rice or beef and spuds or whatever I'm cooking. I will... Take out a fist of salad, place it in on top of the plate or into the bowl about eating, then put the food on top of it, and you're eating kind of through it to get to the salad. It ends up like with a really packed full bowl, but you end up much fuller than you would if it was just a standard chicken and rice or meat and spuds or whatever it is you're having. Um, and that really fills it up. And those salad bowls are really handy. They, they keep for a few days and you just keep taking out a fistful every time you want something. Sometimes they're not that well chopped. We just got the, you know, the, the round blades that they have in chopped the ones yeah we got one of those on a large chopping board and it's actually made it so much easier to make up those salads so every day now we're making sure we have a salad with some little different thing you can throw in whether it be a piece of carrot some nuts some cranberries something like that just to change it up a bit to give it a slightly different variation but like a bag of spinach and the mixed salad bowl chopped up together is so so handy for getting in veg colors greens and fiber while still bulking up your meal mm-hmm. yeah and actually just the only thing that i would uh, mention with that just try to think color try to get in variety of color when it comes to your fruit and veg the hint is in the color of the skin as to what uh, different you know vitamins and minerals and uh, nutrients that we're getting from there uh, but fiber then will be the the kind of constant uh, across it so we're looking to increase fiber which is incredibly important for our gut health and for uh uh, digestion of food and uh, also then just think color and variety when it comes to our fruit and veg because we do get different things from different vitamins from different colored uh, different colored uh, veg and fruit what i found really really handy lately is using the slow cooker so having one of those which are and you're going to get a good one for like 40 euro you can get a bit more expensive with timers and settings and all like that but a basic level having the slow cooker there turn on the morning as you're going out to work or when we used to actually go out to work put in your six fillets or your two pounds of mince a liquid whether it be chopped tomatoes pasta sauce whatever it is leave it alone and come back your dinner's cooked and it's so so handy and if you're doing mince you can drop in your baby potatoes with it or if it's a bolognese you can just cook the pasta fresh if it's right or if sorry if it's chicken and it's all cooked just add your microwave rice or heat your microwave rice to it and it's so handy for cooking a large amount of meat at once. Leave it all just in one big uh, Tupperware dish in the fridge or portion it out if you prefer to have a portion out across the over the next few days. And it's just so incredibly handy. And it's really nice tasting as well because the way it cooks so slowly. We found doing some barbecue beef. So get the, the reasonably cheap cut of beef in the supermarket. Put some barbecue sauce on that and just leave it alone come back and pull it apart with two forks or another big favorite is a round of ham and cook that with a few cans of coke zero and it tastes unbelievable in like baps or wraps or on toast with an egg poached on top and stuff like that it's it's just so nice changes up your flavor a bit and something different but you've so much of it made at once it's really really handy nice that's an interesting one more so i suppose look on on that with bulk cooking and you know, actually on the, investing in a slow cooker definitely if, if if cooking is something that you you mentally can't uh you know get your head around for a while a slow cooker is just it simplifies 
everything and just uh, ma- makes life that a little bit easier. So it's definitely something worth looking into. They're very cheap. Um, and you pick them up from time to time and it likes a little analogy for 20 or 30 quid. So just keep keep an eye out. Um, they're, they're very handy. Because you can cook a lot of the cheaper cuts of meat in it and they still turn out really well because when they're cooked so slow, it just makes its way in there, softens everything up so it's quite easy to eat then afterwards as well. Also, we have invested in a air fryer, which is... First, we just use it for spuds. Then we started trying out a few things like butterfly chicken, a little bit of flour and egg, and just anything that'll crisp up. Put in the air fryer and it comes out like a proper breaded, crispy chicken fillet from like a Supermax or wherever like that. And one we've been using recently is, you know, the, the pop chips, the, the crisps, the fake crisps or whatever they are. But break those up. Uh, egg your chicken and then dip it in the broken pop chips and put that into the air fryer and it's like the barbecue flavor so it comes out like kind of barbecuey crispy one and that's really really nice in like a slimbo or a bap like it's straight from takeaway but uh obviously so much healthier way less calories and so so nice and it cooks stuff really quick as well tell me Murph, you're gonna have a queue of people outside your door once covid's finished <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna be first <laughs> just going back actually onto when you're doing your shopping we kind of covered what you should pick up like another important thing is if you're controlling your shopping so if you have your list it also means the stuff that you don't want in your house isn't in your house so as in if you come through and you don't if you don't buy the variety pack of whatever crunchies and cabri stuff it's not going to be in the house and then if you want one one day it's much harder to actually physically get up go to the shop drive to the shop get your chocolate bar and come back than it is to just pick up and go oh, i know it's in the press i'll go get it so just making sure if you don't need stuff warranted there's always exceptions like if someone has kids if there's family or other people in the house want it fair enough you can't make everybody stick to your meal plan but if it is if you're doing the shopping you're much more in control of what is in the house and therefore down the line when you do get those cravings if they're not there you're much less likely to actually go go out and physically buy or go out of your way to get that chocolate when you're like oh i might just have a banana instead because it's there that's where your point earlier is uh is so important shane on shopping on a full stomach because you're going to be less likely to be distracted by what's on sale or what looks good or you know uh, what's designed to kind of grab your attention. So yeah, it's a, it's a, any, another easily overlooked thing but uh, can have such a huge impact on what makes it home. On getting in more fruit and veg, I'm finding frozen berries really, really handy. Now, in terms of like, which is better, fruit or veg, generally veg is probably better but like obviously if if you can get one of them in then whatever is easiest but frozen berries for like smoothies to defrost them and put them on pancakes at home or every night i'm making sure i'm mixing them into my porridge or overnight oats if i want to be fancy for the next day and that's a really good way again of getting in a portion with so little effort the four berry medley from aldi is ridiculously cheap has like 40 calories per 150 grams of berries there as well yeah i'd be the same just with a handful of berries but same thing just try to get make sure it's something so simple to get in once a day and it kind of counts off ticks a box the other thing in terms of getting in fruit is if there's a fruit you like eat it like don't say oh i have to have an apple and a banana every day it's, it's literally whatever one you like to taste of get it and preferably get five of them and leave them wherever you are so a lot of us are working from home at the minute so when you get up in the morning and you have a desk leave one of the three fruits you enjoy eating the most there on the desk with you so when you're there at 10 o'clock like oh, i'll have another cup of coffee and, oh here's a banana beside me i'll eat that here now and that becomes part of your snack as opposed to going oh, i might have a biscuit or i might have a slice of toast with some nutella or something like that on it. but having the fruits eat it doesn't have to be apple banana orange it can be a part of grapes that you can break up into five portions it can be if you enjoy grapefruit eat a grapefruit if it's a kiwi have a kiwi it's literally whatever fruit you like have five of them there so it's so much easier to be in the routine of having them as a 10 or 11 o'clock snack or a 3 o'clock snack or straight after your dinner if you want to have some little i suppose meet some kind of craving of sugar if that helps you instead of going for something really sweet directly after your dinner or whatever it might be that way yeah no fruit is look i know it's, it's something that you know some people are like oh, uh, fruit to you know meet a sweet tooth but if it is something that i as maybe where i found a little bit of um uh, i suppose uh, benefit with, with with people is you know maybe picking days in the week where you might go f- for something like maybe your more hyper palatable your chocolate or your you know 
uh, buns or whatever it might be uh, that, that you have a craving for, picking the days in the week that you want to have that and then having other things like your fruit there, which is still going to help you meet a, a, a sweet craving or having some dark chocolate there available as well for that. It, it just if you're just on the topic of kind of, you know, maybe having a, a snack after a meal or going for something sweet after your dinner or something like that, that um, it, I, I want to kind of be clear that <clears throat> it's not this perfect world where, you know, you just eat this perfect diet and, uh, and you can, you, you know, you should never kind of sway off towards things that are, tastier or like more hyper palatable uh, like our chocolates or sweets or jellies these kind of things but picking when they're there you know having con- some kind of a, a, a structures to when they're there so often I'll have clients pick the days in the week that they they like to relax after <clears throat> a meal a little bit more uh, and that you know maybe they're the nights of the week where you sit down to watch you know your uh, whatever tv show you're into at the moment or something like that and you pick those nights to have you know the the maybe the as I said look your chocolate your sweets or jellies but then the other nights you're prepared with things like you know whatever piece of fruit that you actually like to have uh, or for some people they like to munch on like carrot sticks stuff like that you know they like the crunch of it so whatever it is that you go to just be prepared to you know um, have some kind of a plan around that too can be can be very beneficial and sometimes if you like to include them and you're like just want to keep calories particularly lower but still meet that. I suppose satisfy that craving or whatever than the likes of the pop chips or lentil curls or something like that if you're happy enough to get the flavor and have the sensation of the crisp then that, that works fine too something else i find really handy for eating that kind of sugary or chocolatey flavor is having the fiber one bars or the cheap version of them having those the chocolate version 30 seconds in the microwave with a vanilla or a raspberry zero percent greek yogurt on top is to me anyway the same as having like brownie and ice cream obviously it isn't like because i just haven't had brownie and ice cream in so long and what i do it be like so long since you've had a brownie <laughs> <laughs> but something like that and if you can look what i find really handy as well is the syrups from some of the protein companies my protein bulk powders that like that the, the zero calorie ones there whether golden syrup flavor caramel flavor or whatever it is like that they can really really add an element of like some kind of sugary syrup on top of it without adding all the extra calories and help satisfy those cravings as well if you don't want the flavored yogurts you can get flavor drops in those companies as well like white chocolate mixed in with your plain greek yogurt can give it that element of white chocolate in your yogurt which again can really help meet those kind of i suppose cravings you might have after dinner yeah no 100% i think the thing we're trying to get at here is that to try and avoid elimination to try and avoid that kind of like oh i'm just going to draw a line here and these things that I enjoy the taste of, I'm just not going to have anymore because there's a very finite uh, timeline of when that will actually last. Some other handy little bulk ones I find is to, like, you'd be surprised how, you know, if you're rushing stuff in the morning, how eggs, some egg types can be prepared the night before, like the egg muffins. I've obviously had my disasters with them, as you both saw. But even, you can make an omelette the night before it's really good to go and microwave the next morning it's something i wouldn't have realized it carries over as well but i find they're really handy they can have for breakfast or at your your 10 o'clock tea the next day that's quite filling i've mentioned before about boiling eggs if you're boiling pasta or spuds or whatever for dinner just drop a couple of eggs in there and they're ready to go the next morning if you're if you're in a big rush um other ideas for snacks then is the the well, I suppose you go with the real version as well, but the cheap version of Nutrigain bars, just particularly if you're going for a run or going to the gym and you want something really quick, a little sugar hit, something like that can keep you, it'll give you like, it's something to chew on, fills you that little bit more and gives you a bit of sugar burst for energy of what you're about to go do as well and it'll digest really quickly so you don't have to worry about like repeating on your, like that as you're exercising. Yeah, no, that that's me kind of, um, <clears throat> that's most of my kind of main, main go-tos with people. One handy tip as well, I find as well for getting in protein is the the pre-made packs of prawns. You can get a decent twenty gram serving of protein there. Just heat them up, eat them cold if you want, but heat them up really quickly in a in a wok, um, and just throw them on a bit of salad there. Have a bit of slice of brown bread, whatever like that. That's a really quick way of getting some in. Shane, I see you a few times with your your porridge and your whey protein there. It doesn't look like it's overly cooked. What's that about? It's not overly cooked at all. It's actually just cold. To be honest, that was derived from just kind of when I was heavily in the PT days and I'd just be running from meeting to meeting and it's literally just it's 120 grams of oats, two scoops away, and then just water from whatever water fountain or bottle was closest to me on the way to the car or on the way to the gym or whatever it was. And it's 
again it might sound off like it's not cooked porridge but it's it's really tasty it it kind of does the job for me i quite like it like i'd be reluctant to eat normal porridge now. well not reluctant but like i'd much rather do that than eat normal porridge it's the only thing is it's less filling because obviously without the water it doesn't soak up so it's less volume of food but once you realize that going in like if you're trying to lose weight it's probably not the best food source possible but yeah that's how i do it. and again it's stuff like that like a lot of people will have different weird things about how they eat certain foods once you're eating the foods like there's nothing really wrong with it unless you're like doing something ridiculous like there's nothing really in any way wrong with it yeah finding a, a whey protein that you particularly enjoy the flavor of not that like vanilla is better than chocolate and cinnamon danish is better than vanilla if there's one you like and it helps you eat like more of the porridge or helps you drink a smoothie or you can mix it in with whatever else you like then go for it like go all in on that one that's yeah you hear people talk about kind of like you can get obviously unflavored whey proteins but like obviously you might disagree but for the most part they're horrible and you're talking about maybe 10 20 calories is going to be the flavoring if even some of them might even be zero calories so it's definitely worth finding one investing one that you like rather than trying to save 10 20 calories and trying to like force feed yourself this horrible non-flavored yeah i found cinnamon danish a few years ago and i went all in on it like every couple of months about a 5 kg bag and it just keeps it going that's a mix of me porridge and greek yogurt and frozen berries and chia seeds every night and that's just ready the next day half an hour before i go do exercise or even buy two or three different flavors and then you can rotate through them if you're afraid i'll get bored of one if i just buy it and then it'll just be left sitting there so have a few that you like like if you have one that you like with porridge and then one you like just as a shake have them because obviously it'll cost you more up front but they'll last longer because there's three of them so it's again things like that are a good way of just like a life hack if you get bored of things quite quick also if like you like porridge and whey protein and whatever else you'd be amazed how many different types of meals you can get if you can make like pancakes with the yogurt on top with the berries you can mix it all just straight up in a standard smoothie you can make your overnight oats with it if you have a waffle maker you can make it that way you can have a smoothie bowl there's a few different ways of playing around with very similar foods but giving them different textures different ways to eat them to give you that bit more enjoyment same as with your chicken using your different flavorings there my go-to's are always garlic powder chili powder and piri piri sauce and sometimes some frank's hot sauce then either they're the main ones i would have played around before with black bean oyster sauce and teriyaki but they just weren't for me whereas other people would be way more the like curry coconut powder or coconut what's that coconut milk prefer go more along that route as well whereas i prefer more the chili garlic and granola you have every morning damien do you make that yourself or do you buy it I do yeah no i i, I would have bought it uh, a, a lot but i just got into habits I, I just looked up i was like all right okay hang on what am i having it's like anything so this is my job too to have a, a better idea of what i'm having but i just looked into it and i was like this is actually very easy to make um and you know like you just buy a load of different nuts um have some maybe raisins to add in and uh, a little bit of olive oil a little bit of honey and you know you can mix up a very tasty uh, granola uh, batch there that could cover you for two two and a half weeks uh, quite easily in very short short term and you you have it there to go to like i mentioned i had it for a snack there uh, just before we we started recording today it's just it's there it's ready to go and you know it, it it's it's one one batch and it does me for quite a while so how much of each nuts are you putting in oh it it can depend on what i sometimes it depends on what's available inside in, in the shop if i'm you know but i try to get uh um uh, what are the bag size i can't remember what the bag size are but usually i mix in a bag of almonds a bag of cashews a bag of walnuts and a bag of pecans uh, in together crush them up um uh, with a little mortar and uh, then I'll mix in my oat in with that, mix in my, uh, my heated up um, uh, honey and uh, olive oil, mix that all together into the, into the oven for about maybe 15 minutes, then uh, spread it around again so, they to- so whatever wasn't um, uh, in a position to be toasted can be toasted. I add in my raisins then for another maybe five, six minutes uh, because I don't want the raisins to get um, burnt. And there there you have it so it's like i there's as i said there's about two probably about two weeks of servings uh there and that's something that i would have for almost every morning 
uh, with my with my Greek yogurt. And you just keep that in a Tupperware dish and it stays fresh for two weeks. And do you ever mix dry oats or anything in before you roast it? Yeah, sorry, that, that, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that, that I add in the oats before I'd add in the um, the uh, honey and olive oil uh, mix. So I'd heat up the honey and olive oil. But yeah, no, I'd have I'd have uh, probably about 250 grams of oats uh, thrown in there, maybe 300. Um, and that look, there's quite a good bit of energy off that as well. Uh, obviously, you can go a little bit more if you're looking to kind of um, if you're, you're looking to bulk it out a little bit more. But that's just I, I'm I'm happy enough with that kind of uh, serving size or mix going going in there with with all the nuts. Any idea what it is calories per serving or anything like that you've worked it out? Uh, yeah, it's roughly I think uh, I have uh, about 200 calories per serving in that. It's up plus my. It's it's on my Instagram. Greek yogurt, plus then, that, is it? Greek yogurt. I might have a small squeeze of honey on it if I'm feeling a little bit, you know, uh, sorry for myself in the morning to, to pick myself up. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that's kind of that's generally what what I, I would go with. You could throw a bit of dark chocolate in there if you want to satisfy that old sweet craving or something as well. Shane, have you any any hidden tips from your getting bigger than everyone days? No, that was just eat as much as physically possible. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. When you're going from actually debulking mode into a, a structured cut part of season, what are kind of some of the big changes you start to make there actually in terms of eating or food prepping even? I'll usually try and have kind of like an in-between kind of like mediation phase as such. So you're going to be going back to in around maintenance just to almost prepare yourself for the fact that you're going to be going into a cut so you'd never jump from say if you're you're bulking so it'd be the end of a bulk so you might be up towards four and a half five thousand calories like you could be up very high and you're not going to jump from that right down to like three to kind of start it so you're almost babying yourself down before you've even started your cut just so the like the initial shock is going to be so much less and then again you'll see the start of that will almost be the start of the prep then because you'll kind of start to drop a bit of water weight just from not like you won't actually be making any difference to body fat but you'll see the scales go in the right direction and it'll almost mentally prepare you i suppose to go into that kind of weight loss mode and mainly it'll be just clearing stuff up around structure like you'll be kind of snacking less and kind of figuring out yourself right which meals am i keeping in that are going to be my key core meals because obviously from here everything is going to get more much more much more measured much more regimented so you're just kind of basically like sourcing out what's what's going to consist for your meal so if you're looking at breakfast and say say for a demos position where you have whatever say 300 grams of your granola along with yogurt and a whey supplement and on, on whey protein on top of that you're just going to say right well i'm going to keep the whey maybe i'll go my yogurt will go from 300 grams to 250 and 300 grams of granola now becomes 200 grams of granola so again it's going to be similar same sort of meal you're just controlling it more and again you'll if you put 300 grams of granola in your hand demo and 200 grams of granola you're probably like obviously if you go close you'll be able to see it but it's not going to make a huge difference in the course of the meal because mainly that's going to be texture and flavor that you're looking for from that granola so again it's just taking things like that so making sure that you're minimizing the change in food volume and appearance but still kind of keeping a similar sort of mindset because for me like i'd eat similar all year round obviously i'd be more structured during the in, in season and i'd measure things out and Good things out be more strict and regimented but the food would stay more or less the same and do you plan a lot of your meals out just not so much that you need to have a plan but more so that there's less opportunity or potential to go off course or go for a takeaway or something like that yeah no i would i definitely plan i'd plan most things just because i find it easier that way like obviously you could take and if it fixed your macros kind of approach where you just eat and kind of run off my fitness pal or kind of tracking as you go but I find if you do that, then you can be left with kind of weird macros by the time you get to dinner. And you're like, right, well, I have to try and come up with a meal now that has 100 grams of protein, one gram of fat and 35 carbohydrates. And you're like, right, well, what the fuck am I going to make for dinner that has those macros? So you kind of, I find if you do, if you fit your macros, if you make one mistake or not mistake, even if you make one choice earlier in the day, you're going to have to pay for it later on. Where at least if I know, OK, well, I'm having this because I know I'm going to have chicken or rice for dinner so that's gonna be my main meal so it's only a few hours so this will suffice me till then and i just like kind of the comfort of having a planned out like i like having regiment and structure to my day like that's like initially when this kind of pandemic came in that was nearly the biggest effect not everything else is more like right well this is mess with my structure i don't really know how my day is set out anymore and that was even a big relief even now working from home 
I'd still plan a lot of my day around those meals, even though like there's nothing that says I have to take lunch at one o'clock except me being stubborn. But like I find life much easier if I can plan it around that one o'clock lunch break. And then I'm like, right, well, I can plan meetings either side. I know this is still going to be my lunch. So I still plan, plan a lot of my day around those meals. And that will come from kind of that bodybuilding background. It's still handy though to have an understanding of the AIFIM approach that if of a Saturday you had to go to some event where there's a meal provided or you are like, oh, I just need a mental break from this, I need to eat such and such, that you can just adjust stuff earlier in the day to allow for that and then go back to the more regimented approach the next day. Yeah, it's you, and even like people not following a bodybuilding lifestyle can, can look at that and take things away from it. Like if you know you're going out for dinner or you're going to a party that's going to be like finger food or stuff like that, then you can you can almost front load protein earlier in the day because you know, right, well, their finger food's going to be built on kind of cheaper things. So it's going to be small, probably carbon fat heavy foods that they'll be giving out. So you want to make sure that you hit your protein goals before you go out to this dinner or things like that. So make sure you've got the core non-negotiables in before you go to that meal. And then again, if you go a little bit over calories, that's not the end of the world. But you know you've hit your protein for recovery. They're the kind of little things that kind of you should know about going into it. Yeah, it's something I kind of say to people, if you know you're going out for a meal and you've no control over it, but you know, you're in the process of making good progress and you don't want to fall off that, have a chicken fillet before you go because it just, it makes sure the protein is there and leaves that a little bit fuller or even a protein shake or something like that. It's not a viable alternative every day for all your meals, but for one-off occasions like that, it can be really good. Another one I find, if someone is going out for a few drinks and they've been in a habit over a long period of time of when they wake up after a drink, automatically go get a breakfast roll or get a big massive fry try and think ahead and have your turkey sausages or your low-fat sausages and bacon medallions and maybe a loaf of like the old school like soda brown bread there so when you get up in the morning have that it's going to satisfy the majority of the cravings you need and but also puts you in the habit of yes i am still on track whatever that might mean of eating healthy and you're less likely to come off the wagon later or even if you do go for a takeaway later you've been in the habit of making better choices and then you would hope you would still make better bad choices when it does come to the takeaway later on one other little bit i was going to touch on there was if you're on the road a lot which i don't think many people are now but if you are eating in delis and stuff most places are very agreeable to making up a little salad bowl for you there and then instead of getting the standard roll or the jambon or whatever like that just like oh can i get a salad tray or salad bowl made up loaded up with your salads your lettuce often have a salad mix peppers boiled egg ham turkey cooked chicken all like that and like don't worry about a little bit of sauce if it's some relish on the side i find a lot of them give you a, a kind of a small brown roll to take away then as well just to give you that carbohydrate boost as well but at the same time don't think that going in and getting big massive trays of potato salad and coleslaw and pesto pasta they're most definitely not the same thing even if you think you are on oh, getting salads healthy yeah but even places that will do kind of will do you up a chicken filler roll or a jambon and stuff they're also going to have the the facilities and kind of the ability to make you up a normal sandwich like they have just regular cooked chicken rather than the breaded deep fried chicken like there's always better options at a deli and delis are pretty good nowadays like you will be able to get most healthy items you want like you'll be able to get a full salad you can get soup you can get pretty much everything in a deli like there's no real excuse for not going for the healthier option just other than i just want this non unhealthy option all good thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you all next week